0: and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Am Admin Podcast. It's always something. So we're a little bit less of a Brady Bunch now, and a little more of a just
1: me and Uncle Mark. Dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. There you go. To stick with the... Which I guess probably makes me Robin, which is disturbing. I mean, that is kind of disturbing. I wouldn't say we're missing them. <laughs> no, I. Uh, yeah, the other the other three had to bounce. Yeah. I mean Jamie had the best excuse. Yeah, because right. Because her her, her husband's an Eagles. No, she actually wasn't screaming at the time, but her husband's a bit of an Eagles fanatic. The game's starting. He was a good sport. Um uh, yeah.
0: there there may be somebody in our listenership that uh, understands
1: sport ball. Sport ball. And or, gets, well, well, more important, and and they're at the point where like, yeah, he's he's Finley's dad, but honestly, Finley likes Jamie a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I and those of us who've been parents, we get the that. babies pick, the babies pick. <laughs> they pick, and it, it's usually the mother, sadly, they
0: pick or, or whatever. Our kids, our kids, our oldest would not let my wife put her to bed. Whenever I was traveling for work, it was like a nightmare for her because she could not get that kid to go to sleep. Oh, dear. She'd have to sleep in bed with her. That's the only way she could get her to go to bed. And with our youngest, it was the complete opposite. I couldn't get her to go to sleep. And, uh, yeah, so I get it. I get it. Kids kids pick favorites. Damn kids. Kids pick favorites. And to this day, um, our older daughter is more attached to me than her mother, and vice versa with the other one. So It's my youngest daughter for me is the
1: close one. But anyway. Yep.
0: So, anyway the- – uh we're back in case you didn't notice i hope you guys enjoyed the uh the segment about ctfs and i hope you all go out and try a capture the flag contest um you guys might remember that we're splitting the show in halves so if you don't know what i'm talking about you're gonna have to go back and listen to the first half of the show where uh, we talked about ctfs so go go back it'll
1: be episode but 109a if nate did his job yeah it'll be freaking obvious that this is two parts and you're now should totally you're watching. You're watching part two, but you missed the first part where yeah. the $6 million man yeah. figured out what was going on. Yeah. And then it ended in the cliffhanger. So now you're picking up with the cliffhanger resolving. Yeah. Yeah. Although not nearly
0: as satisfying. I don't know if there's much of a cliffhanger, except that you don't know what we talked about at the first half of the show, but we don't have to talk about that anymore. Which Cause what we makes do the cliffhanger less important. What we do need to do is talk about our awesome patrons. So we picked up a new patron this month. Really? I don't know how to pronounce this. It looks like some sort of a user ID. F- Let's take a look. F- for Pharaoh. Maybe it's a French name. Pharaoh. Pharaoh. So they are our newest. Pharaoh,
1: Pharaoh, 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 Pharaoh. Yeah, there's, there's
0: two Fs at the beginning and two U's at the end. And there's a there's there's an era there's totally an era in the middle there's an there's an era between the Fs and the Us.
1: Well, wait a second. I don't care. I don't care how you say it, but thank you. That's how we say it. Thank
0: you. (laughs) And for the rest of you lovely people, we've got name pending one ninety seven, Jeremy with the little accents, which I'm Jeremy. Jeremy. Aranami, Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert, Matt, David, solemn with the zero and the three in there. Trooper-ish, so elite. Linux sys666, Gimpy B, Mark with a K, the Mentor or Dementor, If you look up our uh, Discord, Discord, you'll find him as the Mentor, but he's Dementor on Patreon. Uh, John, the nice guy, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, J, Charles, and our good old buddy 22532. Two. So, Shout out to Tim. Thank you to the patrons. For getting us, I shout mean, out to all of them. It, we're we're like, yeah, shout out to all the listeners. But these folks, uh, they collectively give us a little over hundred bucks a <laughs> month, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, and speaking of changes to Patreon, um, I recently made a change to the Iron Sissidman tier, which is a tier on Patreon that you can
1: <laughs> be a, the tier, not that kind of tier. Oh, uh,
0: okay. which is fifteen bucks a month. Where if you are if you are a patron on that tier. For I think it's three months, uh, you get a T-shirt. So if um, you, you can also just go buy a T-shirt if you want to through Teespring. That's completely up to you. But if you want to help the show out a little more Teespring. and get a T-shirt, go be a patron for three months. You'll get a T-shirt and uh, all is well. Now, this is the first time I'm trying to use Patreon for, for fulfillment like that. Patreon will literally make that shirt and send it. I don't know if they have, like, an army of unicorns making... T-shirts Is it there? an Ansible playbook? Maybe. Like I really to, don't you know. Don't I don't do know do how yourself? they do it, but, you know, they do it. And, uh, you know, some percentage of of your, your three months of $15 a month will go to paying for that shirt, and it'll get sent out to you, and I don't have to actually buy and send you a shirt.
1: Um, not that I care. I will do that, too. Um, which is the way I was doing merch so for Patreon. When does the, when's the three months start for those who have been patrons for a while?
0: Uh, so if you're already a member of that tier, I would assume that three months from the time <laughs> I made the change, you'll get a shirt. I, I don't really know. I don't know how Patreon handles it. When did you make the change? Uh, like a week ago, maybe two weeks okay. ago. So so this probably month. are you, this Yeah. So probably around Christmas time. Yeah. There you go. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Get a shirt. Merry New Year. Yep. So, yeah, those are some changes on Patreon. Um, And like I said, if you'd rather just buy a shirt, go to Teespring, you can buy a shirt. Uh, That's a thing you can do.
1: I think it's excellent. Yeah.
0: Cool. Uh, Let's see here. Another way you can support the show, you may know we recently switched to a different platform called Riverside. Not a platform for hosting the show, but for our shows. It's like to record our shows. We're using it. Write me out. Write me out. And we're uh, – they have they have like a partner program where basically if you go and register using our link, we get kind of credit for that. It's like a big MLM in the sky or the cloud. Except
1: there's no essential oils. There's no essential oils Oh, dude. And if you have not watched Lula Rich yet and you have Amazon Prime, oh, my God. It is – oh, it is something. Lula Rich, huh? L- Wow so good. I guess I'll have to check it out. I'm I'm just guessing that this is some Lula Roe Empire. There's there there's two there there there's two specials about MLMs that I've watched on streaming services that I, I I highly recommend. The first one, like I said, on Amazon is Lula Rich. It's about the leggings people. Yeah. Yeah. The other one is about probably a far more insidious one called Herbalife. Oh and it's called it's called Betting on Zero. I remember that. And that's on net that's on Netflix, Betting on Zero. I remember Herbal Life. yeah. Yeah. Not that I was a customer.
0: I just remember the name.
1: Yeah. Pay way too much money for crappy shakes that you could just Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what that was. So, so they're they're both like really really great documentaries about uh That's pretty cool. MLM so stuff.
0: I would say that anyone who's ever curious about those whole pyramid scheme style MLMs, uh, oh, you can have up to four employees beneath you, and you get residual income. Uh, go watch those, right? And then before you go and buy in.
1: <laughs> right. And, and don't do the MLM anyway. Because don't buy no one ever, Yeah, it's bad. It's virtually impossible to make money unless you're one of the original people. And even if you're one of the original people, you're making money using a very corrupt system that Takes advantage of poor people and people who can't do math. Yes.
0: Yes. yes. Yep. So uh, yeah, your your uh, public service
1: announcement for the week: don't get involved with an MLM. I'm a little. I'm very single-minded about them. I didn't. I think they're. I think they're evil. I didn't know that. Like Lularoe was considered. They didn't start as an MLM, but they became an MLM.
0: Okay. I'll have to go check
1: out the show. You're Just like about. my mom was an Avon lady back in the seventies and eighties before they went MLM style. Oh, are they no good now too? They they caved. My wife
0: did um, Mary Kay for a little while. Yeah, it didn't pan they, out. Either. They went MLM. A lot.
1: No, of course they didn't. It did not pan out.
0: All we really ended up doing was spending a bunch of money on the starter kit. Took us years to pay that crap off. Don't get involved in that crap, guys. It's a bad idea. But I think, uh, I'm hoping that our listeners are smart enough to know that. And if you're not smart enough to know that, I'm sorry for not calling you smart right now. I really didn't mean to do that. (laughs) Anyway, uh, we were talking about announcements, I think. Uh, The next thing, Jason threw this in here, as he always does. B-Sides Delaware is coming up in November 12th and 13th. Uh, It is a virtual conference again. There are links to registration and the call for papers in the show notes. And last but not least, I mentioned the DEFCON 610 Hacker Pub Crawl. That's coming up on the 23rd of October in Easton, PA. If you go to crawl.defcon610.org, you can see some info about how to get started on that. And that was a fun time. We did it in 2019. We did, of course, like everything else in the freaking world, we skipped it in 2020, and now we're coming back 2021. Hopefully we have a decent turnout. And we can uh, we can move on from there did you know I think you were at Gnome, you, you might have been at Alaska the, you might have been at the meeting when we talked about this did you know that to be involved in a pub crawl most organizers charge the pubs
1: I was there when you guys were talking about it I that. had no I, idea I hadn't even I hadn't
0: even thought about it myself really yeah I I when we set up the first pub crawl I'm just like oh yeah it'll be a privilege for us to be able to have these folks on our on our crawl we didn't even think about, like, charging them. That's weird.
1: And that's, that's why you're not rich. That's why you we're not rich. Of, you, don't, <laughs> you don't think of every possible way to take advantage of people. Yeah. I'm not either. I yeah. wouldn't charge them. Right. So uh, I mean, if I were, if I had played my cards right and monetized Nordoc back in the, right. in the early 2000s, I could have been an internet something heir. I'd have more money than I do now. You could have
0: been a hundred heir.
1: At least, at least a couple, <laughs> I could have made some money, I'm sure, but I, have been a I'm thousand like, eh, I just I'm just doing this for fun and giving it away. Yeah, right,
0: and that's, I don't know, we can get into a long philosophical debate about that, but uh, it is kind of the American way to make money on everything you can. Um, Sometimes that does not lead to a great outcome, or maybe it doesn't lead to a great...
1: I like to think to that had I people. tried to monetize Nordock, and for those of you who have no friggin' idea what I'm talking about... I ran a very popular uh, uh, online uh, fantasy world with using the Neverwinter Nights engine back when that was actually kind of hard to do. And rather than charging people to use it or charging people to host it themselves, I basically gave the module away to anybody who wanted to host it. And, And because of that, people still use it today. Yeah and and i feel that's a much better legacy than had i just made some money from it. Yeah, and knowing that knowing that the world i created is still alive. Looking
0: looking back at it, right? You you may not have that legacy if you had tried to monetize it.
1: Oh, that's that's my point. Yeah. It probably would have never gone beyond the it would have never gotten as popular at the time because it was not nearly as easy for people to pay for stuff online. Right. So I would have had to. It would have been kind of crazy. Been it mailing you checks, and then you know suddenly you're dealing with paying customers and now it's a job.
0: There's yeah, an expectation no, of service. Yeah.
1: To hack, get to hack with that. So I like it how it turned out better. Yeah, yeah. I've totally sidetracked this, haven't I?
0: Yeah. Well, that's okay because we finished the announcements. But uh, yeah, the, the the pub crawl. If uh, if you if you're anywhere near the like right, like, right, right,
1: right, right, like so, the so eastern side of the U.S., the I think
0: you should come. To the DEFCON 610 pub crawl because it's a good time. It's a fun CTF. You will be surrounded by people who are probably going to be willing to help you learn. Uh, even Uncle Mark here has a flag that he's put into the CTF. It's right there in that Dragon
1: Raspberry Pi case. It is. I'm so proud of this. That's a cool case, it really is. I I'm not very good at shit like this. I'm actually really proud of myself that I was able to to put this all together. Pretty cool.
0: Pretty cool. So yeah, Defcon six one zero pub crawl should be you know kind of a low bar to entry. Uh, there should be plenty of flags that anybody with a little bit of knowledge can can learn to do. It's a great intro to this sort of thing. We we design it, I should say. We tell the flag builders that it is best if uh, they have at least some flags that are easy to attain because people are going to be at these pubs. They're going to be eating and drinking. It's more of a social event than a real CTF, although there are, there is a scoreboard. There are prizes. They're not like crazy prizes, but there's prizes. So things like a Raspberry Pi 4, and there's going to be a small cash prize, though we have not decided how, how big that pot's going to be just yet. But it won't be thousands. It'll be hundreds, Tops. <laughs> yeah. You could be a hundredaire. <laughs> unlike
1: me from Nordoc.
0: Unlike Mark from Nordoc. All
1: but right. But it's Okay. I've been paid well in my career, so yeah, I didn't right. Really it worked out that just fine.
0: Yeah. All right, we don't have any new reviews, so uh, you know, people go review. If you think you did leave a review in the past, it's been a month since we did one of these shows. Uh, if you if you did leave a review and you think we missed it, let me know, and I'll go look it up and make sure we read it out on the show. We don't we don't try to hide any reviews, good or bad. Uh, we would like to let you guys know what people think, and you know. Unless people are jerks, we're open like that, unless they're jerks and they don't like Uncle Mark singing. That guy was a (laughs) jerk. (laughs) For all we know, he's listening again and we just called him a jerk. We're sorry. You're not. Yeah,
1: he had his opinion. His opinion's valid. It was just. Yeah. I didn't receive it as well as I could have, I guess.
0: There goes your Internet connection again.
1: Oh, come on. Oh,
0: you're back again. We're good. We're just going to have to hurry through the rest of the show so that your internet connection doesn't die.
1: That's, we're really not going to do that. No, and, we're not. And that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just a probability game at this point. Yeah, really. It
0: could happen in a second. It could happen three hours from now. All right. So uh, moving along, I've been doing a number of things. So anyone who's who doesn't know why we haven't recorded a show since this time last month is because last time we played Diablo 2 instead of recording a show.
1: That's right. It was fun, which There's might which
0: might sound like we were shirking our, our responsibilities, but you know what? We do this for fun. Come on, that's right. <laughs> we did live stream it on the channel, so folks were willing to watch. were 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 not willing. Uh, we're able to watch it if they wanted to. Welcome to watch it is the word I was looking for. We even had a listener join. us. We had a listener join us, which was fun. So uh, so yeah, um, we're we're not gonna make like a huge habit of gaming instead of doing the show. We just thought it'd be fun because. Diablo 2 was a big part of really both of our younger lives. Twenty years ago, we both have fond memories of the game. And we decided then, it would be fun to to play it because it was, you know, re re released, revamped
1: and re released. Well, remastered. Like, and right now the ser- the servers are apparently in meltdown mode. Really? They're having all sorts of issues with them. Yeah. Oh, so wow. the <laughs> fact that I haven't been playing it for the past two weeks is probably good.
0: Yeah, well that's because we've been playing No Man's Sky instead
1: there you go which
0: has been a whole and that's really the whole that's what I wanted to talk about in chat here is that um I have talked about the fact that Mark was kind enough here that when he upgraded his VR headset he gave me his old one an HTC Vive which which was from what like 2019 2018 I don't know how old the thing even
1: is oh uh, I bought it before the pandemic okay I bought it in 2019
0: okay so I don't know when they were released. Whatever, I haven't looked into it. It was a free VR headset. It works for what I want to do. Um, I do notice a little bit of the pixelation that I think you were probably complaining about as to why you couldn't do your flight sim with it. But it's still very usable, yeah, very
1: usable. right? Yeah, No Man's Sky is perfect for it. Yeah, it's Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020, not so much. The instrumentation you can't read.
0: Right. So at any rate... Um, I, I got he he gave me the headset but not the rest of the stuff because he kept it obviously because he was not replacing well, he whole it system. for the index so I had to go and get the base stations and the controllers and stuff and I I did that like might be two months ago now and I talked about that on the show um, I'm rambling to just give you some backstory that I'm finally actually using the darn thing we like everything new I tinkered with it a bit the kids tried some of the demo stuff we tried some free apps but. The first game I really bought for the, the for the VR setup was No Man's Sky. And it is just so cool. And and Mark and I have been playing it together because really he's the reason I bought it, because he was talking so much about it. No Man's Sky, and Mark, you can probably talk a little better about this than I can. No Man's Sky is an older game. Looks like it was released in like twenty sixteen.
1: It yeah, it dropped in August of twenty sixteen. And, and it, it was
0: it really didn't do well on launch day, like many games.
1: No, it it actually, it, the hype for it was so big and so many of the features that people thought were going to be in the game were not in it, that I would say its launch was actually a friggin' disaster. But, hello, hand get, hand oh, come on. No, I can hear you <laughs> fine. Can you hear me? Uh, oh, you're back. Yeah, I I heard you perfectly the entire time.
0: So, it's an upstream problem.
1: <laughs> upstream problem. So anyway, yeah. you were saying so about
0: it, the hype and the launch and then you And
1: the launch, yeah, the launch was an unmitigated disaster. And it you don't have to do too much searching to read about the disastrous launch of No Man's Sky. And then something magical happened. Hello Games has spent the past 5 years redeeming themselves. They have released like 18 or 19 free updates, some huge, some medium, some small, and they haven't charged a penny more to anybody who bought the game on launch. Pretty awesome. And, and it is looked upon as the poster child for, here's how you restore your reputation and in fact become very highly praised after screwing up your game launch. Now, that doesn't mean that it's okay to screw up your launch, but... You should try not to do that. Yeah. And they sold enough copies of it, and have sold enough copies of it, that they actually could afford to do this. Because people are like, how are they making any money? Well, the game actually did very well in in pre-orders, and has been it's it's every time they do a major upgrade um they tend to pick up more well i mean people. i'm a
0: perfect ex- the perfect example right so you liked the game you said it was a great vr experience here i am five years after the game launched and i was all ready to spend 60 bucks on it which was the list price if i remember correctly
1: Yeah, but I think you got it It, on sale. It happened to go on sale, so
0: I snap-bought it because it was on 50% off sale. Sort of like how I just bought Fallout 4 VR for 70% off. Apparently that game is terrible.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's not terrible. It's just it's the VR is the VR is bolted onto it more than it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I haven't so, I haven't tried it yet. I
0: haven't installed it yet. But I, when it went on 70% off, I had to pay the $17 to buy it versus the 60 or whatever
1: that it was list. If you're if you're a Fallout fan, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. And there's mods, there's mods to make it better. Yeah. And 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 by the way, so the thing about No Man's Sky is about a year or so ago, they actually they actually did did, did a, 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 a release that released the VR compatibility. And rather than just it vaguely supporting VR, the way you interact with the game in VR is completely different it than is. how you interact with it using a controller or so a mouse and keyboard.
0: Here's, here's the takeaway, given my mention of having to rebuy Fallout 4, right? So Fallout 4, I already owned in quote-unquote flat mode. I bought that years ago. Not when it was brand new, but it might have been a year into its release. Uh, and I enjoy the heck out of that game. It's a fun game. I had to rebuy it to get VR. Right? So there's a VR, like, whatever, modification port of the game, which cost just as much as the original game did. List yeah. price on that was 60 bucks. No Man's Sky, you can seamlessly play flat or VR. Now, I don't know if... Fallout 4 VR will let me play it flat as well, which I won't right because I've already got it in flat, right? I don't need Again, I don't need to buy it again for that Uh, But the 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 fact that if I have 15 minutes to sit down and potter around in No Man's Sky I can just fire it up and use it keyboard and mouse Uh, If I want to sit down and have a VR experience I'll hook up the headset and the, the the base stations and stuff and I can spend a couple hours in VR and what Mark was saying about how they implemented VR, it is so fluid. They did such a good job, if you ask me, on how you interact with this game. I mean, and if if you haven't played No Man's Sky, you may not really get the gist of all this, right? But it is like an open world space game where you've got planets to explore, things to build, ships to fly around. It's It's a flight sim, it's a It's a survival game, it's a building game, I guess that's similar survival game, building game. It's an exploration game, there's space combat elements, there's fleet building elements. There's so much to this game. And you you could argue, we were just talking about this last night, about how not all of it is very deep exactly, but there's so many mechanisms in this game. If you're the sort of guy who wants to fly around the universe and buy and trade gear at the spaceports, you can do that in this game. And just make a million dollars. Well, more than a million units, they call them. Anyway, it's a really fun game. And to hop into it in VR, uh, I think, Mark, you said it the other night. It's like, I can go on vacation or I can go be a spaceman for the evening. Right. And that's really
1: how it feels. I've I've said it's basically the holodeck at this point. Yeah. And it one of the things about having been into VR for a couple of years is you realize there's a lot of really there's a lot of VR games that are sometimes nothing more than a glorified tech demo. Yeah. Like, yeah. No Man's Sky is a full gaming experience that suddenly has the VR I- integrated in with it very well. So it's not a 15 or 20 minute or even like a two hour VR experience and that's it. Yeah. I, after William Shatner went into space, I I fired up No Man's Sky that night and just kind of sat in my one ship that's got a really fantastic view in the cockpit, and just kind of sat in an asteroid belt looking at a couple of the ringed planets, and it was just like I'm there chilling. And yeah. just think, you know, it it, it just really you, you can have those moments in the game. It's cool. And I then, mean, you
0: you you hear yeah. these science fiction tales like Ready Player One about how the world has been has moved to a virtual world, right? Well, No Man's Sky is the sort of game that gives you that. It's not like a real-world, everyday economy sort of thing. But it, like it could be. It's got all the elements, right?
1: So it's, yeah. So I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, it's one of those games that I pick up every so often, and I'll play it, and then I'll put it down for a spell. But I always end up back in it, and I always enjoy it when I go back to it.
0: Yeah, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. I, I do feel like there's going to be a point where i'll get tired of it and probably put it down just like you were saying but we'll see we will see how long it takes well, to do that
1: my suggestion is when you're done playing in normal mode uh let's let's do a let's let's do a, a survival you can do a survival mode or you can do a permadeath run yeah, yeah. see how far you can get with permadeath that's interesting but whatever <laughs> yeah yeah, you die, you're dead, that's it. It'll, it deletes the save file. So
0: the uh, the other thing I picked up in VR, which I think is worth talking about, because anybody who's got VR has probably seen or tried Beat Saber. And it's
1: friggin' lightsabers and music. It is, it's awesome.
0: A, it's such a simple game, and yet it is so fun and satisfying to just spend two and a half minutes to an upbeat song slicing boxes in half. <laughs>
1: pretty good exercise it too. is
0: it is there's even like exercise routines that you can do with it um i i only have like the basic it came with like a collection of three or four little uh, music sets and one of them has this thing they call beat fit which i think is less about the song and more about getting you moving and it is not easy even on easy it's not easy right the kids tried it and they're just like getting <laughs> all kinds of creamed by the i'm done with this by the uh the the walls and stuff you're supposed to avoid but it's it's a lot of fun the kids love it uh we we set it up me and the 11 and 7 year old play beat saber for an hour or two in party mode and try to see who can get the best score on a song and it's it's a lot of fun uh if you don't have vr and you want something fun to do with the family and you've always been curious about vr that i think of the the vr helmet and Beat Saber and a couple nights with your family playing Beat Saber. Uh, I, to me, it makes it worth it. No Man's Sky is awesome, but to be able to, to have that kind of fun with the family is just, it's it's something else,
1: you know? Well, and Beat Saber, I think, is available on some of the more budget headsets. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the Vive or the Index, they're a pretty, they're a pretty heavy investment yeah. for someone who's not sure. I mean, I bought the Vive after I went to a local VR cafe, and paid for a 45-minute session. Because I had never seriously tried VR before that, and I walked out of it, and I'm like, I need this. I'll, I'll tell you what, I've looked at... at.
0: Uh, I should say I'm thinking about, next time I get some money, I'm probably going to buy an index. Not not because I don't like the Vive, but just because I would like a better resolution one, and then um, once I get... Well, there's a whole series here, but... I'd love to be able to have a separate headset for the kids to putter around with. Right? Because whenever I hook the thing up, they notice and they're like, ooh, can we play? Because yeah, they love it like, that
1: much. It's like when you go to get a snack and then suddenly the dogs are like,
0: food? Exactly. Food? It's the exact same thing, food? right? So food? so yeah. to have a second headset, which sounds like such a, an entitled thing to say, to have a second VR headset <laughs> so that the kids can play. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the only thing I did want to mention, if um, if you have issues with motion sickness, it's a real thing in VR. I I have for my whole life. I've had issues with motion sickness in, in cars and things like that, and uh, it's a thing I'm trying to figure out how to deal with in VR. There's ways to get around it by using like teleport mode instead of walk mode. But with something like a flight sim or a space combat game like uh, like No Man's Sky, like Flying the ship, I start to feel a little queasy, right? Yeah. So I uh, I did some reading about it, and there's these things called C bands. It uses pressure on your wrist to somehow help uh, uh, limit the the nauseousness you get from motion sickness. So I ordered some. They're like ten bucks. I ordered some. I'm gonna try them out. And I'll, I'll report back to you guys. So if anybody is like a VR fan, but they can't play it for long, like me, because of the motion sickness thing, you know, if that helps, then cool. If anybody out there has suggestions on how to get over motion sickness in VR, I'm all ears. I'd love to hear it, because... Oh, some... you well, could be like me and grow up on boats,
1: you know, down on the Jersey Shore. You know
0: what? I, I didn't grow up on big boats or sea-style boats, but I did a lot of boating as a kid but generally on lakes and things, right? So maybe it's not you the don't same. Get
1: see- you don't, it's not the same yeah. at all. Yeah. Well, no, it you're obviously isn't because
0: get... there's no waves, right? Right, it, you're not going to get seasick. You still have a similar like buoyancy thing going on. So, But anyway, mm. it's uh, it's definitely a thing I have to struggle with. And it's funny. Some nights I'll be in VR and not have a problem. And other nights it just, I don't know. After half an hour, 45 minutes of play, I start to feel like I really need to get out of this thing. You know, so anyway, it's a, it's a lot of fun. The other thing I'm doing, which I'm not going to belabor too long because I've already gone on for probably 15, 20 minutes on VR, <laughs> is uh, I mentioned a while back that I'm printing these figures. First, it was mini figs for D&D, and then it was like model style figures. Um, I've got two of them that I'm working on at the moment, one of them, if anybody's familiar with the old comic book from the 90s, and this has gone on for a, quite a long time, called The Witchblade. Um, I was a fan of it in sure. the 90s, mainly because I was a young man in the 90s and had a pretty girl on the cover. You know how that goes. <laughs> but um, it's a good story as well, right? And there's a bunch, there's animes, there's all kinds of stuff that's related on, to the lore of The Witchblade. But I'm printing a, uh, a figure at 175% scale, so it's going to be bigger. Probably could have done 150 looking back. But anyway, um, it's been kind of a challenge because I printed it at normal size and I didn't like how it came out. Then I printed it bigger and now is it's it, like...
1: Is it a one-piece print? Sorry. Are you, you putting pieces together?
0: No, is it's, it a one, it's pieces. And that's that's part of what I wanted to talk about.
1: Sorry, what? I generally don't care for doing pieces. I like to do one-piece prints when I can. But It man. would... So this is complex enough that I don't think you could print it in one piece. And I hear you. And and I can see, like, the pie is two pieces. Yeah. yeah. My, this is my Apple Watch charger. Oh, shit, it's stuck down. I can't see it. Um, <laughs> this is my Apple Watch charger, and that printed in two pieces. Yeah, yeah I'm wearing Homer Simpson lounge pants. Right. Lounge pants, judge me. <laughs> right? So. But, yeah, the... But that's not, like, 20 pieces that I have to attach together. No, this
0: is... Let me think. Each leg is a piece. There's hips and thighs. There's a torso. There's each arm. There's a weapon she's holding. The head. The base is, like, another three pieces. There's decorations that go on the base that are a couple more pieces. It might be a dozen pieces that this thing's printing. Maybe that's
1: not so bad, because you can print them, like, if if one... One mishap That's doesn't the thing. blow the whole thing. That's the thing. And basically, um, it's been
0: a bunch of trial and error, as you can imagine, right? So the head, um, I have a smaller version of it here, here. For those of you listening audio, this is not going to be useful at all. But the head has like... Nate
1: has held up a head. If you
0: see this, like her hair.
1: Her hair is crazy. Right?
0: There's all kinds of strands to it. And they're not tiny, tiny strands, but they're tiny when you think about that it's 3D printed, right? Yeah. So that was a challenge to get to print properly.
1: Did you paint that, this,
0: or that's the? This is the smaller version of it, by the way. Okay. So, um, it came out on the camera. It probably looks just fine, right? But if you look at it close, there's like seams and stuff that I don't like.
1: What color PLA is that, or is it painted, or what? It's
0: black PLA, and the this I'd gotten as as far as painting the base coat of skin, which is okay. which is what you see white here, right? Okay. So, um, but anyway, that's it's challenging, right? And then the seams are what bothered me about that because I found a way to seal the... not seal, but uh, arf, arf. smooth the seams. But I couldn't get in there because I have these big human fingers and a teeny tiny model to try to sand on, and I couldn't figure out how to do that well. But I found that spot putty. So Bondo is a is is a, a brand of body filler that you can use on cars and stuff and they make this thing called spot putty which is in a tube there's no mixing required you basically squeeze some out onto something flat mix it up a little bit and you can use it to fill in creases and seams and stuff and that's what i'm working on filling in on the larger model i'm using that to fill in those seams and i can actually get in there and sand it smooth so i'm I'm holding out hope that it's going to come out pretty well plus um things like that hair if a little, if the, if you end up, you end up with like rough stuff where the supports attached to it, you can smooth that out with the same body putty, which is cool. So that's cool. So that's what I'm working on. Uh, I also have a similarly sized figure of Sailor Moon, which is another, which is an anime, not a comic book. Well, I think there are comic books as well, but uh, my sister's a big Sailor Manga. Moon fan. Manga, right? Um, I'm trying to print that and make it really nice. I'm going to give it to her as a Christmas gift. So luckily she doesn't listen to the show.
1: <laughs> as far as you know. As
0: far as I know. I might have just ruined it. So that's another one where that body putty is going to come in handy because I printed another one for my wife because she's also a fan. And that's the one thing I didn't like. Every seam on that thing you could see, which really bothered me. Uh, but I didn't know about the body putty then. So. Mm. And the,
1: Again, the old... It's like, Linux, it's like early Linux, yep. man. It's all experimentation. Yep. And this is this is the... I want to say it's, like, the perfect hobby for me
0: because there's a technology aspect, there's a problem-solving aspect, and there's this, like, hands-on model building aspect, which models are a thing I loved when I was a kid. I would build model airplanes and stuff, and this is a very similar thing, right, because it's, like, you're putting things together, and you're trying to make them look just right, and you're trying to paint them just right, and I enjoy it, right? So this is a perfect hobby for me. Word. But anyway, I put links in the show notes to both the Witchblade model, the Sailor Moon model, both of which I paid for, but they're only a couple bucks each. Um, the There's a ball-jointed doll that I'm working on for the kids, which I talked about months ago, but I didn't like that one. And I found a different one, so I restarted that project, but that one's on Thingiverse, so it's free. I also printed cat armor, <laughs> <laughs> which I do not think is going to end up on the cat. The kids think it's going to end up on the cat. I do not think the cat is going to go for it. It may end up being dog armor, but that's also uh, linked to Thingiverse there. And I put a link to the body putty I that I use. I think
1: you need. I think you need human armor before you try to. You're put probably the cat right. Armor. I
0: used to have. Um, you ever see the? Uh, you've seen the movie Hackers. We talked about this the other day. Yeah. Kate in Hackers had that finger armor. Do you remember? Yeah. It was a piece. Well, I had one of those when I was younger. If I can find that, that'll be the first piece of armor I'll be able to wear to uh, to protect well, myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes when you do, sometimes when you do like deep sea fishing, you end up wearing like if you, and you're going after shark or certain uh, type of fish, you actually wear a chainmail yeah. glove. Yeah, that's what you'd need to put the cat armor
0: on the cat. That's probably what I need. A pair of chainmail gloves. Yeah, I was reading some of the comments from folks who printed the cat armor, and it seems like a 25-75 split of cats that are cool with it and cats that, like, tried to maul their owner when they tried to put it on them.
1: And I'm guessing the 75% are the maulers. You know which side is which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've all, I've had cats. I It's not a hard guess. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: um, and the only other thing, Mark, I sent you this link earlier today. I found this cool music stream on youtube which is it is cool which is star wars themed lo-fi music that you can just throw on in the background and it's it's cool it's got this little animation of ahsoka sitting there studying because for whatever reason that's the thing now right you have this little animation of a girl studying and you play lo-fi music in the background i don't know well this one's ahsoka and it's cool and ahsoka's awesome (laughs) yeah right and it's a cool little animation it's just like I don't know. The whole thing is just, it's perfect for someone who likes Star Wars.
1: And did you drop that in the show? Notes? It is. It's
0: in the notes there. Music to work. By. Music to work by.
1: But it's good stuff.
0: <clears throat> so Mark, what have you been up to? I feel like I've been talking this whole show. It's almost like I'm the host.
1: I'm going to take a drink. Well, you talk. I've, I've been known to hog the spotlight. So that's okay. Um, obviously, you know, we've had some gaming overlap, uh, We've had we've had our Valheim server that I was the only one who showed up this week, which is fine. I feel terrible I collect, about that. I haven't played Valheim nah, it's in like fine. two months. I've been it, so focused fine. on No Man's it, Sky. It's fine. I collected us some wood for assault on Bone Ass um, <laughs> to help to help build that base near him. So that that was fun. And then I decided, well, since I'm the only one, I'm going to log off and finish Squid Game, which was I wow. Pretty 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 interesting series on Netflix, Squid Game. If you haven't watched it yet, not kid friendly in the least.
0: Oh yeah, my my kids heard about it and they asked about it, and my wife and I hadn't no. heard about it, and she no. checked it out and she's like, nope, no
1: no no, hard hard pass, <laughs> no, <laughs> hard pass. It's like Battle Royale or a more violent Hunger Games. Yeah. Okay. Hard pass. Yeah. I, I haven't watched it. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen the original Japanese Battle Royale movie? No it's pretty brutal. Okay. Um so anyway, but uh but obviously so the gaming uh No Man's Sky it's been a lot of fun pulling you in. Um No Man's Sky has these events called expeditions which are sort of a FOMO, you know, fear of missing out type of a thing. And I did my first expedition I ever bothered and I'm and I'm telling Nate, Nate, you got to do this expedition because when you do it you unlock rewards on your account so all your ca- all your saves can get them and it was pretty cool because it much like a good CTF course that that expedition accelerated you through a bunch of stuff and now you know how some systems work right. that you normally would not have gotten right. to until later in the game
0: yeah so i i had just started no man's sky i was maybe i might have had the game a week I had like 3 or 4 hours in when mark told me about this and i just looked today because I was cleaning up some steam games I have I have played in the past 2 weeks 24 hours of no man's sky.
1: Well, it'll tell you on each save how many hours you have on that save. Yeah. Just to make you feel guilty. Yeah. Um I am super excited about the DC 610 CTF that I built the dragon thing for. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's three flags in here and I added a uh, I added a page on the router address with a message for people who get to it with a little bit of coaching. Um, You know, Hey, don't, don't attack these IPs. There's this many flags and of these flags, you'll need some Linux skills for, right. For, for two of them. Right. So if someone looks at that and says, I'm shitty at Linux, you know, I don't want them to be wasting their time. If they don't feel they can get to them. Yeah. Let them try. It's up to them. Let them try. Let them try. So give them the precursor. And then if they choose to try, then yeah, that's, that's not so, so, after after the Red Hat CTF, I I kind of feel like my flags are so basic. I said this on on Discord earlier today. My flags are so basic they're wearing Discord. Uggs and drinking pumpkin spice.
0: Yeah, uh, no, and that's fine for that CTF because there's no high stakes stuff, and people, you know, we want flags that are easy to attain. So if that's what you made, then that's that's fine because there's, well, there's going to be folks that have thrown in really difficult stuff. And we want people to be able to 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 get some wins, right? Otherwise, they're not going to have fun.
1: But I don't know how easy to attain they really will be, because especially the third flag is going to require a thinking cap.
0: Yeah, right. So that's that's the problem when you make flags, right? When I made, I mean, I I give clues, but you know, we'll see what happens. When I made the hack your derby stuff or the hack my derby stuff. I made these flags and they seemed pretty easy to me, right? But then I had a friend run through them who at the time wasn't actively working red teamer, like he was a penetration tester. And he said he enjoyed them, right? So to me, that was like that was like high praise. This guy who walks in and destroys companies for a living said he enjoyed my CTF. Didn't necessarily mean that it was hard, but he enjoyed it because it made him think and it made him do some stuff. He did walk through it in like an hour, but that's what I was going for. I wanted people because it, that iteration was, you know, it was on my head in a hat uh, and it was Wi-Fi only. So you had to be within, I don't know, 20 yards of me to be able to, to use the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted them to be
1: easy to, to, to do. So anyway. But so I'm super excited about that. Uh, I know we have a call this Saturday. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I've got questions around when you're going to give us the flag payloads. How do we know that those are going to be valid codes? Right. You know. Yeah, we're like, going to talk at, about all that. That's cool. But uh, I think it's going to be a good old time. Uh, and then you know, because we're all about the three D printing. Hang on a second. So as a as a thank you gift for helping her out with with being a new Red Hatter, Jamie got me a spool of glow in the dark uh, PLA. And yesterday, to celebrate sh- the Shat going into space, or maybe <laughs> it was the day before, I printed this retro spaceship. That and glows. I have this I have this UV flashlight to charge it. So let's see how this works. Charging it up, charging it up with UV light. Is it going to be
0: bright enough that you can see it on camera or not?
1: I don't know. We're going to find out. We're going to see in a minute.
0: Oh, you're going to turn I off think... the light. That'll do it.
1: I've got so many monitors in here, but... yeah, you can kind of see it glowing. Uh, yeah, it's a because I've got too many monitors in here, but you've got to trust me on this. Yeah, it... you know, turn off the monitors. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually... There you go. I can't.
0: Can you see it? Kind of. It's still the other. I'll
1: turn off this monitor. Turn off all the monitors, and all of a sudden,
0: Mark drops out because his computer goes to sleep.
1: Yeah. difference. It's kind of glowing. Okay. All right. I'm coming back in because I feel really (laughs) awkward not being able to see what's going on. I can't see. Where'd the monitor go? I can't see. How am I supposed to fight? (laughs) Reach out with your feelings. (laughs) Come on. Come on back, monitors. There we go. There they are. There we, that, that familiar, there we
0: go there we go familiar monitor glow
1: yeah so so the, the the 3d printings kind of fun and I actually found a pattern to do whistles oh that's cool um because you know with the scouting and stuff so I've got 3d printed whistles that actually <whistles> oh my god they they work pretty well they do work pretty well <laughs> well because in Pennsylvania when you're on the water you need a whistle yeah so I'm gonna print a bunch of I'm gonna print a bunch of 3D whistles to hand out to my venture crew. That's cool. That's
0: cool. are that, uh,
1: that glow Are they
0: ball whistles or are they just a whistle whistle?
1: No, it's it's a one piece with uh, with a design that is uh, kind of shrieky. That's Let cool. Let me. Uh, I should probably try and find it on Thingiverse and put it in the show notes. I didn't I'll know tr- if maybe you printed
0: a ball inside of it, right? <laughs> it could, ball. yeah,
1: right. It could do that, but. No. It it could, but it no. They're just they're one piece. Cool. No ball. Cool. Just 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 a cool design. No ball. Just like kids on the playground. Oh, now oh, I'm awesome. being lit by the I'm being lit by the arcade. There you go. So that's kind of cool. There you Phoenix, go. Phoenix, one of my favorites, and then my server glows in the background. But that's um, yeah, that's that's my highlights. Cool. So cool. Good chat.
0: just catching up on chat speaking of chat there's actually folks chatting that i've been ignoring i'm sorry to all of you i'm a terrible host i just have too much going on he's not really too many displays anyway um yeah so i think we may as well go on into the news what do you think yeah hit the button let's go into the news So honestly, we've only got two news articles for tonight, which some of you might be happy for because, you know, the shows go on longer than they should. (laughs) So uh, this is actually from the end of September, right? But we haven't recorded a show since then, and I felt like it was worth talking about. So two big things happened in the world of Facebook toward the end of September. First... There is, or was, a whistleblower came forward, used to work for Facebook, talking about this internal report that, there there you go, my God, stop that, it hurts. (laughs) People are listening to the show like, oh my God, it hurts. Anyway, uh, I I hope you're not listening to the show in headphones because you'll have a headache at the end from Mark and his whistle. I'll stop doing it. So a, uh, a shrill noise blower, I'm not going to say whistle again because you might blow that freaking whistle again. But anyway, a, a whistleblower uh, used to be an employee of Facebook, came forward and said that Facebook had done this internal study about whether their platforms are negatively impacting the mental health of young people, teens specifically. Um, maybe that's not all the report covered, but this is what the whistleblower came forward claiming, you know, this is a big problem. Uh, And they found that, yes, in fact, they have a negative impact on teens. Now, it gets kind of foggy from here, right? So I would love to say that this is all 100% like, oh my God, Facebook, they're evil. They, they're, they're hurting teens and they don't care about it. But basically what the, what the whistleblower is claiming is that Facebook says, or this internal report says, oh yes, we definitely, we hurt teens, uh, but we don't care because we want to make money, right? And the quote-unquote hurt teens has to has to do with the way their algorithm works, specifically on things like Instagram, where it promotes content that is, well, interacted with, right? have something to say, Mark,
1: I can tell. Go ahead, speak. I, I'm going to be a smartass, but I mean this with all my heart. The past 18 months have really shown me that social media, Facebook and all of it, not only hurts kids, but honestly at an equal level often hurts adults and turns yes. smart people yeah. into a bunch of morons. Right.
0: So the the, the distinction here, though, is... How much is it, it, is it hurting you? Is it hurting to the point where you maybe feel like you want to commit any sort of self, self-harm? self Is it hurting you in a way that has negatively impacted your life in a way that it would not have been negatively impacted without social media? Now, I'm not taking a stance one side or the other. I'm just trying to
1: sort of, like, go with it here. I, I honestly believe that there are people who are dead today... That would not have been dead had they not bought into the false information specifically around COVID. Right. On social so, media. I don't know if that's specifically what this report is about. Now, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's, no, it's not. It's mostly, I think, about the kids because, right. you know, it's, it's like the, it's like, you know, uh, Mrs. Flanders, what'd somebody think of the children? Right. You know, so. Grasp my pearls. I think. But, and that's valid. As a parent, that's important. I think you're not wrong.
0: There are people that were absolutely swayed one way or the other on the pandemic, on who to vote for, on many things because of social media, right? Because of misinformation spreading in social media. And I do believe that was mentioned in this report, but the specific thing that the the article focuses on, well, mainly I heard about this in the news several days in a row. That's what made me look into it and include it in the show today uh, because I thought it was worth talking about,
1: right? But, I, remember, I remember all the chatter about the whistleblower. Right. Ah, no, I'm not going to blow the whistle Here again. comes the whistle. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was a very funny Saturday Night Live skit that featured the whistleblower. Oh, yeah? I don't, oh, I don't God. watch SNL, it, so I don't know. I, ju- I caught it just as a YouTube clip. I don't watch the show normally, but there are some funny clips sometimes. There on are, the YouTube. definitely.
0: But, uh, yeah, so anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that supposedly, according to the whistleblower, um, yes, this their platform hurts kids, and Facebook does not care. Now, there's some they nuance don't. to that. Now, you're right, I don't think they do care. They care about making money. But there is some nuance to that, and this was called out by another news report that I heard, where it's basically, yes, there is a small percentage of kids who already had mental problems that were exacerbated by social media. Now, does that mean it's not a valid argument? No, right? If if one kid was negatively impacted by this, I think it's a good enough reason to say maybe they should look into making this better, at least for kids or for people that are, you know, susceptible to this sort of thing, and,
1: right? You know, there's, there's certainly an argument that parents should be given the tools to equip, to equip their kids and parents are obligated to teach their kids. And, you know, too many of us as parents have let our kids just plop themselves down in front of a screen without any sort of supervision or whatever. And the, the parents who like put protections in place or who restrict screen time, well, they're the weird ones. (laughs) I mean, I was the dad who did not buy my kids smartphones when they were younger. I mean I probably let my son Josh sit in front of a computer for too too much. But I the, my kids didn't have smartphones really until they were God, was were they in college? I don't Josh had a smartphone in high school just because by then I just caved. But like you hear about like sixth graders with smartphones, whatever. I'm like, dudes, I, I didn't have a smartphone until I was in my forties. Yeah.
0: It was a different time though right so our our older daughter has one but it's very heavily monitored right like i'm i'm the guy that puts all kinds of controls in place so they can't use yeah. certain apps they can only use it so many hours a day i can track the phone when i need to um and our younger daughter doesn't have one she may have one when she's closer to like the 10 year old range which is when we got the one for our older daughter um in- I feel like the age at which it's "quote unquote" okay to give your kid a smartphone is getting lower and lower every year, right? But I do think, I think the, there's a lot of responsibility on the caregiver to make sure that that kid is not using services that are negatively
1: impacting their life. I think the expected age that a kid gets a smartphone is getting lower than lower and uh, lower and lower. Right. I don't know if I'd say it's okay. Right. Right.
0: That's probably a better a better way to put that.
1: But that's that's my opinion i just i have i i read something and i've brought this up in the show before um one of our one of our fellow red hatters wrote a memo list a while back that social media is probably one of the greatest ills that we've ever inflicted upon ourselves. and when i first read that i'm like that seems kind of extreme but honestly, the more I think about that over the past couple of years, the more I've started to kind of agree with it. Yeah. And I and I consume social media every day. I consume Facebook. I consume Reddit. I consume YouTube. I consume a certain amount of Twitter. Um, but when Facebook was down, when they yeeted themselves off the internet, like two weeks ago, yeah. that was actually f- glorious. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of was. I kind of had wished it had stayed down longer. Yeah, and that was the other thing I wanted to talk about,
0: because it was literally like the day that this whistleblower was going in front of the Senate, (laughs) which seemed... Yeah. A little weird yeah. and coincidental. I'm Not, not, I'm not a gonna, conspiracy. I'm not going to go the conspiracy theory route, although a number of people that I know on social media immediately went there. I mean, Facebook wasn't even back yet, and they're like, oh, my God, they turned it off because Zuckerberg is deleting data. I'm like, Zuckerberg doesn't need an outage to delete data. He just goes and deletes data. Like, when has Zuckerberg ever shown that he gives a damn <laughs> about what is right and, and what the users think?
1: I really don't, I really don't think he does give a damn. No,
0: no, that was, I I firmly believe that their outage, which by the way, uh, Facebook's outage was basically, uh, they made a BGP oops, and automation propagated the the BGP oops, and the problem is, like, people do this, which is why I think it's believable, this has happened, like, didn't China go offline once because of a BGP oops, like all of China?
1: Uh, it sounds like I, it could have.
0: I forget which. There was a whole, like a whole country that was off, offline. Or was it China caused it? I forget what it was. But there was a whole country offline for a period of time because of a BGP mistake. Uh, BGP is a very important thing. It makes all the routing on the internet work properly. And, uh, you know, that's obviously an oversimplification. If Jason were here, he would slap me down and give me a correction. But anyway, my point is it's very important because that's how IPs are found on the internet. Right? There's a route published that says, my IP space is over here. This is how you find me. Right. Well, Facebook screwed up their own uh, BGP routes. And by doing that, not only did they take down Facebook, which is the thing that we all saw, they took down things like their internal telephone system, their internal uh, 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 door security system, their internal messaging system, everything, all of the IT infrastructure that Facebook depends on for inside communication and security all went down so you could imagine there was just chaos and that's why they were down for hours because if it was just an oops in BGP you correct the oops it propagates things are back that might still be some time but it's not six eight hours or whatever that they were down for um, so anyway the point I'm trying to make is that I think that yes it was a weird coincidence do i know for certain whether it was or was not some weird conspiracy thing um, i feel like it wasn't because working in it i know this is a very easy mistake to make
1: <laughs> i made a comment on i made a comment on a thread about it where where some of the people were like getting all ooh it's a it's a, yeah and i said look i've spent enough time in it and if people really understood how fragile yes. some of the big companies it systems are yes. they'd be terrified and 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 there's this one guy who's like how can my porn site that i run you know how can a porn site be more resilient than facebook i'm like well you've obviously never done any work with elevated privileges have you right <laughs> right exactly and i had a whole bunch of people jumping in on my side and they're like yeah it it that the struggle is real. Yeah, And I know we're
0: preaching to the choir here because the folks who listen to the show presumably have some exposure to IT. Otherwise, why are you here? If you're if you're not in IT, please let us know. I'd love to hear why you're here. Thank you for listening. But I'd love to hear I'm why I'm singing. it's because of Mark singing. Um, anyway, uh, I'm sure you all know how fragile like exactly what Mark is talking about. And I've said the same thing to a number of folks today. Like, you have no idea how fragile this thing that we've all come to depend on is. It's really dependent on a bunch of key systems and a bunch of smart people that make sure that they all work properly. And when those smart people are too tired or, or just make a typo things explode.
1: <laughs> and there's big companies that everyone relies on for many different things that are, you know, things could go surprisingly wrong pretty quickly. Yes. Yes. And that's all I'm going to say. Cause I don't want to embarrass anybody.
0: Right. So, anyway. um, I love the second article, by the way. That's what I have to say about Facebook for tonight. The second article was linked by Jason before he left. He gave me a quick rundown. Uh, I got it. This, Nate, this is
1: a CTF challenge. Because I actually was reading it while you were ranting a little bit. Good, good. And and so, basically, Uh, essentially what happened to some staff members, some employees, their social security numbers were, you know, air quote, hacked but they were embedded in the source code of the school's web page and they were encoded. Now, encoded, for those of you who don't know what that means, if you ever like got the decoder ring in a box of cereal (laughs) or did one of those little puzzles where A equals one, B equals two, C equals three, that's kind of what was going on. They were, the the data was encoded on the web page and it was a simple like, bit shift or some other common way to decode it, it was encoded in rot 13 possibly <laughs> now it doesn't and in fact depending on how the webs depending on the source code you would have been able to look at the web source and see exactly what the encoding algorithm was there one of the cts we were working on at red hat actually that that was we were so close to that one we were just forgetting how concatenate works yeah in 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 uh in JavaScript. We were adding, not catting. Um yeah, the uh and and so there's a lawsuit against the journalist who figured this out, but you know, that's kinda like that that's kind of like suing the guy for looking into your window when and, and seeing your wife's boobs when... You didn't put a curtain up. You yeah. didn't <laughs> put a curtain up and your wife is running around without a bath towel on. Right. Right? right? Uh, from a hacker perspective, it was that easy to get the data. So there was... It's, that's funny to me. There
0: was a case years ago. It might be 10 years ago. Uh, this, mm-hmm. this hacker went by the name of Weave, W-E-E-V. Um, and I think it was Verizon or AT&T, I forget who it was, but he basically found this way that through their websites, like, search, and I'm, I might be getting the details wrong. He was able to disclose data by, like, putting in a certain search string in, on their public-facing website, and he got run through the frigging ringer for it, right? I think he might have even served some time in jail. He's been exonerated, I think, at this point. Um, and again, if I'm getting the data wrong, I'm sorry, folks. i didn't I didn't look it up as research because again, Jason gave this to us like, he like dropped it into the notes and said, bye. <laughs> anyway,, um, but there's 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 uh, there's precedent that says this is not illegal, right? That the thing that this person is being is being accused of is in fact not not illegal, right? So hopefully, this journalist that does not actually have any trouble from the law and uh, this will be this will blow over. But essentially what Missouri is saying that viewing the source of a web page and doing this very basic reverse engineering of the uh, the quote unquote encoding of these social security numbers <laughs> I have a short person behind me. What do you need?
1: Um, mom said we're allowed to go on our
0: electronics. All right, I plugged it in for you. Sorry, folks. There you go. All right. Sorry for bothering you. It's okay. I'll see you after we're done, okay? The, inter- the internet forgives you. The internet forgives her. <laughs> so anyway, uh, speaking of phones and kids, right? Hold the door. Come on. All right. So, uh, right. So there is precedent that says that they are actually not in trouble. Uh, but basically, Missouri is like throwing, trying to throw a book at this journalist who found this and quote-unquote reversed their multi-stage attack here. The-
1: they should be throwing the book at whichever clown designed this web this yes. web page because this is embarrassing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now, I mean, like I kind the of, past, I kind of feel for the is my
1: luggage combo. I
0: kind of feel for the web developer, right? Because, especially for a school district because they're it's it's probably like designed by a student or like by the school's IT person or whatever, right? Um, I don't know this for sure, but I can tell you that I've seen that plenty of times at schools. And, um, you know, it probably means they shouldn't be working with that kind of sensitive data, but they don't know any no. better. Right? Like they don't know what they don't know. They don't know that it's so easy to view that source and pull that out and, oh, but I encoded it, quote unquote. Yeah, well, you encoded it, stupid. <laughs> that, but they don't I'm know. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. That's kind of like having the Amish build me my yeah. My no, I'm va- I'm not saying my I'm not
0: saying it's an excuse made out I'm like, not like saying, a wooden barn. I'm not saying that it's a good a good reason for them to be able to you know for them to do this. Um, I'm not saying that that they're not at fault. I'm just saying I can understand how it
1: probably happened, right? Oh yeah, it happened because somebody, people who don't understand security, right. Put put data in a form that was not at all secure right and and they're 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 mad they're embarrassed and they're they're deflecting blame
0: yeah they're trying to blame the journalist who was you could argue just doing their freaking job they're a journalist they were a reporter right they're reporting a problem by doing this so
1: but this is the type of puzzle you'd see in a ctf where things something's like encoded and then you decode it to get the flag that just gives me a chuckle. Because it, it goes kind of along with and and had the web designers or whoever participated in CTFs, they would know that. They would have designed a more secure setup. Looks like Sabretooth in chat just through uh I see. info about, about the saber-tooth. the thing
0: I was trying to recall. Has to do with China he's Telecom a, and He's a bit of a tiger, that one. ZDNet article. I'll try to I'll try to grab that and throw it into the show notes then. For two hours, a large chunk of European mobile traffic was routed through China. Oh, that's right. It was through China. Right. I remember there was a bunch of accusations that China was trying to steal the data. Now I remember. Anyway. All right. So that's all the news we had for tonight. Did you have any more news to talk about, Mark?
1: No. And and we're at 927. We are. We're at we are. an hour and eight minutes for the second half. Yep. I, I think we uh, I, think, I think this is probably a good time to, to call it's it. It's probably good. We spent like an hour on the
0: first half and an hour on the second half. We might actually have a normally-length show tonight. I think we it's do. It's scary that two hours mm-hmm. has become the normal length of this show. It's People say they want it. People say it's not a problem, so right. All right, so anyway, folks, thanks for listening slash watching. Uh, if you want to watch this uh, this show live, you can do so on the second and fourth Thursday of every month. Um, What? Uh, yeah, I have another visitor. I'm just trying to finish the show. Can I finish the show? You wanted your tablet. All right, go. Oh, get out. Oh. Go! <laughs> Close the door. My gosh. This is the downside to keeping the kids' electronics in my office. Anyway, where was I? Right. If you want to watch this uh, circus live, you can do so on the 2nd and 4th Thursday. Oh, and it's a circus. of every. It's a it's a circus tonight. It's not a train wreck this time. It's a circus. Uh, on the 2nd and 4th Thursday of every month, unless we decide to play Diablo 2, you can do so on YouTube. Look for the Iron Sismin Podcast or Twitch. Again, the Iron Sismin Podcast. Uh, you can join our Discord community if you would like to.
1: Discord! Discord! Yeah.
0: Uh, there's a link for that in the show notes or you can find it on ironsystemmin.com I'm not going to read it to you because it's long and there's a bunch of this. there's a capital Q in it some numbers uh, and of course you can find us on the social medias including Facebook look for the Iron System In podcast you you David you you David right we even stream to Facebook although I don't know that anybody ever watches there maybe I'll just stop doing that anyway thank you for listening uh, you can s- subscribe to the audio podcast wherever you find podcasts. And uh, if you want to help support the show on, fa- on Patreon, patreon.com slash And with that, I think we're going to call it a show for tonight. You got any
1: final words, Mark? It's still a show even if you don't call it one.
0: Uh, You're you're probably right. You're probably right. In fact, you thanks. are right. It's totally a show.
1: Th- th- thanks, all of our loyal, noble
0: listeners. It is perfect that your internet connection dropped right at that moment. I think you said thanks to all of our loyal, loyal listeners. Did I get that right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. All right, folks. We'll catch you next time. Have a good one.